Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling and you're one of them you know all the bad shit you've heard about us it's all true but another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling and that's why we're here i'm not sports entertainment anymore talk to them kid this is a new beginning and it starts tonight a new day is dawning for dx so who you're talking to What's up, Xbox One Two Three Sixty fans? We're coming at you with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to be talking to Matt Riddle a little bit later. We're also covering the week's top pro wrestling news headlines, and we got some good stories for you from yesterday. We'll get to that in just a moment. My name is Chrissy Olson, and over here on the couch we got Jimbo. Hello, y'all. How are you today? Hey. Was that like to everyone? That was to everyone. I think everyone's fantastic because they're listening to Xbox One Two Three Six. You're not going to tell Christy how good she looks. She looks lovely and black. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Expectations. Mark, how you doing in the booth? Sean beat me to it. I was just going to say I love you and look at today, Christy. <laughs> well, thank you. As long as you know it's all about me for the first minute, we're good. And now it can be about this man, the WWE legend, Sean X Pac Waltman. Oh yeah, buddy. God. People are already sick of me after that intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think of me. Yeah, I appreciate it and everything, but every single week I just cringe every time because it's like, I don't need this big fucking interview. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I wish you, I could go back and strike it, that F-bomb. But, but you deserve it. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that still feels really funky every <laughs> single week. And, and I'm still trying to get used to it. Funky. Next week you should do an intro like you do for a guest for him. I've thought about that many times. I've been waiting for the off chance when we maybe can't book a guest or don't have a guest. Mm, yeah, Kevin Kleinrock. <laughs> and we're going to be doing that? Kevin Kleinrock, the creator of Wrestling Society X, loves your introductions. Oh, he does, does yeah. he? he sent out a wow. tweet about it. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I haven't gotten to retweet yet. But it's funny you should mention that, Sean. Why is that? Well, I think that Kevin Kleinrock may be getting his own introduction next week, seeing as how he will be joining us via Skype. And in studio, we're going to have Joey Ryan, Chris Kloss, and Scorpio Sky. What do these gentlemen all have in common? Um, well, Wrestling Society X. Yes! Ding, 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 ding. You got it, Sean. We are doing a big Wrestling Society X 10-year anniversary show next week. It's going to be so good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it was really it was really fun. To, I mean, coming in and doing the uh, the pilot for that. Yeah. And then I can't remember how long it took for it to get green greenlit. I was about ready to say green-lighted. <laughs> we forgive you. But... 
um, it was a few months at least, and then we came back and we shot the whole season in a week. And oh, wow. uh, there's a lot of really funny stories that just behind the scenes stuff that's easily as good as uh, the stuff that you saw, you know, on screen. So it was Can't funny wait to hear about that. Yeah, I, I mean, know, you right? got to just think about this. Uh, God, I almost want to get Teddy Hart on here for this for that one yes. too. Oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, but I mean, just think about it. Yeah, Vampiro, Teddy Hart, Jack Evans. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. Of, okay, New Tyler Jack. Black. I'm just talking about the oh the weirdos. vets like yeah, no, the, the weirdos. Cra- the crazy Chris Hamrick people. was there for the first episode. Yeah. All the misfits ended yeah. up at okay. WSX. Yeah, you know, like myself. So. Um, it just cre- it just made for just an incredible time, like a lot of funny stories. Can't wait to share them with the people. I'm on episode four. Oh yeah, I'm rewatching. So yeah. God, if if MTV just would have left it alone and let us do it how we wanted to do it, um, oh god, here I am talking about that <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He say, "Well, I know you guys have all said you thought you were getting a second season, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get all the details yeah. on that yeah, next yeah. week." Yeah, I would keep wanting to talk about it more right now. And yeah, I'm just going to shut up. about See, it. it's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, we do have some other fun stuff to talk about too. Tons of stuff. And um, SmackDown was here in Anaheim at yeah. the formerly the Pond. I think they call it the yeah. Honda Center now. It is. Yeah. yeah. As like quick note in 1993. I was the very first match and the very first event ever held, uh, event period of any kind, held at the Anaheim Punt. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I wrestled Terry Taylor. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like you should have a big plaque or they have yeah, all pictures, pictures like on the wall. Celine yeah, Dion should. and Shakira all over the place. Like, Just for hello? me. Yeah. You should have right? done that. Just for me. Yeah. I, I Actually, they should. We, uh, we, the WWE, WWE, uh, opened up a lot of uh, major venues. We were the first uh, first show in a lot of main, major venues. Like I'm not gonna go through a list, but that's so cool. Yeah, a lot of time. Like it's funny you see uh, a concert on TV, uh, uh, you know, a, a sporting event, you know, basketball game, whatever. It's like, oh yeah, I played that venue a hundred times. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. So. Is that how you felt when you stepped in there yesterday? No, not really. No? No, because I didn't really go in the bowl that much. Like, you know, only before the people were in when I was just, you know, shooting the shit with everyone, you know. Uh, so when the people were in, I, I didn't go out there. No. Um, I don't know what that has to do with your question, but. Uh, well, I think people are curious about what you do when you're backstage at these kind of events. Because, you know, you're, kind of, you're, you're the OG. You're the, uh, I mean, are you like chumming it up with your buddies do you go straight to Vince's office and have a chat like he we wasn't there that. yesterday right yeah oh you did no he was I did go yeah yeah that's where I camped out for a while well that's cool yeah. and I see that you ran into AJ Styles AJ Styles yes and AJ came up to me at, I was sitting in a gorilla position talking to Road Dog, and he came up and he went I was watching um, your show and he goes I just wanted to tell you what you said about John Cena being the man and the best going, you're 100% correct. He goes, anyone that doesn't agree with you, they they just it's because they don't really know mm-hmm. John Cena and never been in the ring with him. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. It's really yeah. cool to know that those guys are listening. That's right. Randy Orton uh, 
was happy about, you know, my, my little rant. You really went to bat for him. Well, so. I, I just going to bat for every, well, <laughs> and Randy, yeah, but, you know, not just wrestlers, but, um, People you know, that celebrities. People get harassed by fans. Yeah, and are, yeah. yeah. When, they, when they cross boundaries. Yeah, well, but, good to know he appreciated that, yeah. huh? Yeah. That's cool. I don't know why I'm talking about this like we weren't there, Jimbo. Oh, yeah, you guys were there. We were there. Yeah, do you want to talk about it? It was was a good time. We didn't, uh, I mean, nothing earth shattering, I don't think, but just to be there. We were there with Lillian Garcia doing interviews for making their way to the ring. She was. Uh, she talked to. Oh, maybe I'm not yeah, supposed to say. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> so she she got a couple of great interviews, and we were just facilitating that. And then we came and hang out with you at catering. Yeah. So it was really really exciting to be backstage and just to see what goes on. And um, was that your first time? It yeah. was my first time being backstage there. Yeah, with WWE. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, that's there's no other backstage like WWE backstage. True that. Yeah. Little, little, little different from my indie shows. It was, it was insane. <laughs> did you find anything to eat in catering? Oh, I did. Man. I did. I had some fantastic asparagus. Yeah, me too. Uh, zucchini, a little salad. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah no, our plates were identical. Oh, man. Yeah. I had and Big some Dave. delicious rosemary chicken and like some tortellini. Yeah, the, the oh, catering, so for everyone listening and watching, the catering WWE is second to none. I've never... Had catering, and now back in the in the in the days when business was lean, yeah, they had sandwiches, but and sometimes not even that, actually. Wow. But now, it's just amazing. Now there's king crab. I legs. just show up. Yeah, there was king crab, snow crab, you know, prime rib. Are there always all those like cakes and cookies? And I yes. mean, there was like that wasn't just for Valentine's Day. Yeah, but I, I don't oh, know why they bring. They do it. But the catering companies they bring that thinking people are going to eat it, and they every time they. They have to throw it all away because really? most of the, you know, they're not trying like, to eat like that, right? We don't eat like that anymore, people. They're not mm-hmm. trying to have people throw away their no. cupcakes, <laughs> right? So, I think uh, the highlight for me yesterday was seeing Rich Swan backstage because I didn't know, I didn't realize like, oh, two hundred five live is after SmackDown, so all the cruiserweights are going to be here, and I haven't seen Rich Swan since he left, and he was talking to Apollo Cruz, and I like went up and said a little inside joke me and him have yeah. and he lit up it gave me like four hugs and Apollo Cruz is like I haven't seen this guy this happy since he's been here <laughs> cool. so happy and then Tozawa passed me but I didn't want to bother him and then he came back up to me and catering was like oh hey and I'm like oh I didn't want to bother you like hi good to see you gave him a big hug I saw Jerry for the first time I have a I took a picture with him and but I don't have it um he and I had some amazing matches, some of my favorite matches ever, and I was one of his favorite opponents. And uh, when he saw me, I didn't even recognize him at first. Really? Yeah. And, oh, man, we were both just so happy. Aww. It was so cool to see him. And I hopefully, I, I think he'll be there Monday. On Monday, Monday Raw? as well, yeah. So, Staples Center, baby. Yeah. Good time. What about, um, what else? I was about ready to jump ahead. Well, I was going to tell everybody. Things here I was going to remind segment. them to uh, <laughs> get their pro wrestling or get their Xbox 12360 tees from Pro Wrestling Tees. And you can do that in Sean Waltman's store. Jimbo's rocking it. It looks good. And you know, if you send us a photo of you wearing it, we're going to put it on the show. Hmm. Kind of like Miss Kendall Jenner. Why would we talk about Kendall Jenner on Xbox One Two Three Sixty? Well, I was looking this She's morning on my Twitter feed as I'm getting ready for Maria Menounos' conversations with Maria show. We had Bill Burr on this morning. Okay. Anyways, and lo and behold, bam! There's Kendall Jenner with the NWO Wolfpack shirt. First we had a Cesar Ansari. 
Yeah, dude. Kendall Jenner. What's the real story about what's going on with this? Well, um, <laughs> I speculated on that earlier, but I'm not sure I should say it on the air. I uh, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did she just, is it maybe not her t-shirt? Perhaps she just picked it up off the floor of wherever she left from this morning. Oh, God. <laughs> rude, too rude. No, I take it back. It's, I'm sorry. No, it's She's okay. a good girl. And she looks good in it. She looks good yeah. in it. Do you think she knows what it is? I have no idea. I wonder. I wonder. I'm, I'm going to sure. be checking her Snapchat all day to see if she throws up the horns. Okay. You know? We'll keep you all posted on the like the doings of Kendall Jenner today. And then we'll remind you that we are on iTunes and YouTube. We would love it if you would hit that subscribe button. Please also give us a thumbs up. And how about maybe a five-star rating? We would love it if you would write a review and let us know what you think about the show. We appreciate all of you listening. And if you go there and like, rate, and comment on iTunes, then we know you're there. And we love you. So thanks for that. And now let's get to a little bit of X-Pac 12360 News of the Week. Break it down! X-Pac 12360 Wrestling <laughs> News. <laughs> Brock Lesnar has notified the UFC of his retirement from MMA. So while he continues to fight in the WWE ring, you're not going to see him in the octagon ever again. He hasn't made an official announcement, but he has notified the UFC that he is retiring. A UFC person spokesperson confirmed that. So he is definitely done. He's also been removed from the USADA drug testing pool. Also kind of confirming that he is done. He was, of course, suspended last month for one year and will now leave with a record of five and three and one no contest. Not bad. Good. Uh, you know, I think he got done what he needed to get done. Yeah. I, I Just from my point of view. I mean, I guess maybe the, the, the ones that are more into... You know, following the rules and all that stupid <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, for something probably like just you know, for something like MMA, of, you gotta be willing to take those hits and all that. For I mean, what are you really getting out of it? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I, I think he just he needed to do that. You, you have know. to really want to do it to well, get well, hit in the face. No, like what that. I'm saying is he he came back. I think because he really needed to close that. Like he, he needed to get closure on on the way he ended his uh, MMA career. Mm-hmm. You know, he when he had the diverticulitis uh, flare-up and, you know, all that, and I'm not sure if he had surgery for that, but anyways, that particular thing could... You can end up with a, a colostomy bag for the rest of your life, and I'm sure, I think he almost did. It's serious, yeah. You know, um, but... Uh, so he came back, yeah, he popped dirty. Yeah, people know how I feel about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't want to get off on you know my soapbox on that, but that's what happens. People pop dirty for things. Like, mm. I'm, okay, I know some people are just rolling their eyes when I'm saying this, but that's just okay. You can be idealistic or realistic. I'm realistic. I'll just put it at that. So that sounds like a problem. All right, I Brock. Like it. Yeah. Good for you, man. How about an opportunity turned down? <laughs> Randy Orton has refused his WrestleMania 33 title match against Bray Wyatt, saying last night on SmackDown this. I won the Royal Rumble and all the privileges that come with it, but you are the WWE champion. However...
What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? Yeah. As long as you are the master and I am the servant, I refuse to face you at WrestleMania. Whoa. Oh, come on, Randy. They didn't like that at all. Come I on. My undying allegiance. Undying. To you. Sounds like Bray Anakin Wyatt. when he turns to the dark side and <laughs> right? talking to Palpatine. So he ends up actually kind of on his knees in front of Bray Wyatt. And this was a, a powerful promo here. He's saying, I refuse to face you, referring to himself as the servant and Bray as the master. The outcome of this, though. And now, now Bray comes up and goes, I've got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think there's actually someone there who could have come out and said that a little bit even better. But what went down on Talking Smack after this is interesting as well. Daniel Bryan announced that next week they're going to have a battle royal on SmackDown. And then the winner of that battle royal will be the one to face Bray at WrestleMania 33. Cool. cool. So, I hope it's Luke Harper. You know, did I mention to you that uh, I'm not sure what the finish was supposed to be for the the match last night mm -hmm. but um i know this for a fact that john cena insisted on putting bray wyatt over again last night wow insisted on it that's not just a rumor do you think that's something he learned from the <laughs> way that nexus situation that he learned like do you know that story i don't know it enough to well, he has Use a, that as a reference. Well, he has so a basically, reputation. the Nexus was supposed to win that match at SummerSlam, but John didn't want to put Wade over, and Edge and Jericho were like, "No, is you that, should put him over." I mean, is that really did. what happened, or is that just what people heard happened? That's what people say. Okay, I, I don't know, but I, I just know this: that um, John Cena is John Cena, and he can put whoever he wants to over, and he's still going to be John Cena, and that's the way it is. Um, yeah, okay, you don't want to abuse that, but I I think I totally think he did the right thing. Mm -hmm. Whether he didn't do it in the Nexus uh, situation, I don't know. But do you think he learned from the Nexus situation no to not... It depends on if he really did that. Okay. So, maybe. I don't think... I, I honestly don't think that played a factor in it. I just think that this was the right thing to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, and the momentum Bray has... Uh, you could just get the impression if John didn't do that that he was just the mailman delivering it from one champ to another mm -hmm. you know and let's hope that's not the case yeah trying to make because he looks really good carrying that world championship belt oh, yeah. doesn't he mm -hmm. it's awesome yeah so happy for him he deserves it too really happy I saw his dad Mike Rotundo yeah. And I was so happy for him, sitting there watching him look at his son as the world champion. It just it just made me feel really good. Really cool. That's awesome. Well, more, more good news for WWE superstars. This guy is really more of a legend than a superstar. Teddy Long will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. The longtime general manager, manager, and referee is joining Kurt Angle and the Rock and Roll Express in the 2017 class. He's pretty amped about it. He says, man, it's just great. It don't get no better than that. Everyone loves Teddy. Of course, he's one of the longest, uh, longest reigning general managers of all time. And even Triple H shared his congratulations to uh, to Teddy on Twitter. Yeah, what did he say? 
he said, from ring crew and referee to general manager of SmackDown, at Teddy Long can now add WWE Hall of Fame to his 30-year resume. Yes. Congratulations. Teddy Long. Yes, yeah, so first and foremost, congratulations, playa. But, <laughs> um, Teddy Long is... Okay, I don't think Teddy ever actually had a wrestling match. Right. As, as a wrestler, but other than that, Teddy did what what you do, or what you should... It's not what you should do. I, 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 maybe I'm just not saying that right. Um, he did what I did. You start up, started out the very bottom, the ring crew, and he worked his way up you know, over all those years. And uh, I really, really enjoyed him as a manager. And, I mean, he went like... It wasn't like he was gone for a long time in between being a referee and a manager mm-hmm. either. So... Um, it was like, you know, some people, I'm sure, because I was, was thinking, how come he's a manager now when he was a referee? You know? Yeah. But he's so good on the stick. Such a good talker. I just loved it. And I loved him with Doom. I loved him with uh, the skyscrapers, whether it was whether it was Sid and uh, Sid Vicious and Danny Spivey or Danny Spivey and me, Mark. Um, I just really dug it. Yeah. Dug it a lot. He, so. he credits Vince McMahon with being the one who realized that he could talk and that he should be in that position. So, I, I okay, I didn't know that, but I mean, he did plenty of talking before he got to WWE. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Yeah, I enjoyed That's it. That's for uh, sure. Yeah. That is for sure. Let's move on to one more uh, blast from the past. <laughs> Andre the Giant is getting a documentary. HBO and WWE are teaming up together for a film that will focus on his life in France, his wrestling career. They're, of course, going to cover that WrestleMania 3 match from 1987. And while they have not announced a date yet, they are uh, saying that this is happening. It's going down. They're starting production. And we will keep you posted as to when this is going to air. I wonder if, I wonder if the documentary is going to go with the narrative that he was, Andre was the champ going into WrestleMania 3. Like, you know that? Like, it, if you listen to, like, okay, if you watch any of the documentaries that came out in the late 90s about wrestling, like, um, and they talk about the history of it, and um, when they talk about the Andre Hogan match from WrestleMania 3, they tell it like Andre was the champ and he, you know, dropped the title to, to yeah. Hulkster and passed the torch, even though Hulk was the champ going in. So, um, anyways, I don't know why I went off into the weeds on that. It just made me think of that. <laughs> no, that's a but, good thing to think about. Yeah, um, I'm, so I'm just curious about that, how they're going to. Because it was that. really pushed like Andre had never been beaten. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, and they're calling it a documentary, yeah. not like, you know, a fluffy film. So, and I wonder if this is real. why his daughter has was backstage because they were in Portland and maybe she's going to be involved in this. I hope she is. Mm-hmm. Well, I can only imagine her having something to do with it. I, I, I'm Actually, I don't know because I'm not sure how close he was with his daughter. But uh, I'm just wondering what new stuff that uh, we're going to find out in this documentary as opposed to the other stuff we've seen on Andre. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm sure there's going to be. Else, why make the documentary? Right. So I'm sure it's going to be great if HBO has something to do with it. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Yeah. Absolutely. This has been your X-Pac 12360 News of the Week. I'm Christy Olson, the managing editor and chief correspondent of AfterBuzz TV's Pro Wrestling News Division. And stick around because we are going to be right back with Matt Riddle. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. Joining us now, a wrestling champion in high school and college. His career took a turn in 2008 when he was cast on The Ultimate Fighter after a meteoric rise in the UFC, which included landing the knockout of the century and a four-bout winning streak. He returned to the wrestling ring and caught the eye of WWE legend Sean Waltman. Currently signed to Evolve, he has become a bona fide main eventer in less than two years, scoring the Monster Factory Heavyweight Championship and competing at PWG's 2016 Battle of Los Angeles. Please welcome to the show, Matt Riddle. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Whoa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Everybody loves introduction. Yeah, everybody loves the introductions. That's part of the deal, man. When you come on here, you get one of those, Matt. I feel good. I feel important. Man, hey, thanks for coming on. I've been wanting to get you on for a, for a while since we started this. And uh, it's it's the only way I can catch up with my friends, Matt, is get them on the show. Because I'm not a phone I, person, man. You know I me. I believe it. I'm not a phone person. I'm more of a face-to-face person. And with traveling, with wrestling so much, it's it's impossible to get a hold of anybody these days. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, hey, I, I haven't seen you since the Monster Factory. It's been a while. It's been a while. Things have changed. I grew my hair's a little longer now. Yeah. Love the brain. Been wrestling been wrestling all around the world, wrestling in Europe and you know, Canada and the United States and uh yeah. Th- things have been taking off, man. Yeah, and I'm I'm man, it's it just makes me so happy. Cause you know, when you're when you when you tell everyone, Hey, keep an eye on this guy, he's gonna be like a huge freaking star and then they prove you right. Uh, it feels really good, man. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, no, man, thank you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't. Have, you know, probably got the opportunities I did. And oh yeah, I you think You know better than everybody that, like in wrestling, it's all about opportunity and taking advantage when you can. And that's right. you know, I think that's what I did. You know, every opportunity I had, I you know took it. Yeah, do whatever I could with it. You know. Yeah, and you're still am. And just and the work ethic too that goes along with. And I, and it's, I guess I guess it's no surprise that I that I met you at the Monster Factory because there was a lot lot of thoroughbreds in there when I uh, when I was coming there. Yeah, you know we got Luis there, we got yep. QT there, Nick. I, I could go on. I could list guys all day. But yeah, you know it's a it's a good place to train. You know, and I'm glad I did because that's how I ran into you. You know. Yeah, and that's the last time I. Last time I ever, I mean, and, and when I came out there to train with you guys, I hadn't done anything like that in years, Matt. I'm talking oh, well over a decade since I got, like, went to wrestling school, got in there and actually worked out in a ring and took bumps and everything else. So it was really fun. 
Really it was, fun, it was man. a good time. It was good to get in there, and you know, it, it was nice. I, I think you were like in my, you were involved in my third or fourth match. You were the special guest that's referee. Right. Yeah, was it? You know, that's a that's a good memory. I'll never forget. You know, you started it all. Nice. You know? Yeah, it was. Hey, Matt. So before you uh, before you um, and we've talked a lot. Like I, I know a lot about you. I'm going to pretend like I don't, just for the people's <laughs> sake. Um, you wanted to be a professional wrestler before you wanted to be a fighter. Yeah, uh, you know, I grew up. We, I grew up in a family. We really didn't watch any sports, you know. So uh, one time, you know, the dad flipped on the pro wrestling, and it caught my eye, and I was hooked ever since. And uh, you know, growing up, you know, I wanted to do pro wrestling, but it's not like there's like a pro wrestling training camp for kids, you right. know. So I got into the amateur wrestling, high school wrestling, and then, uh, you know, kind of just went with that route, you know, and, and that's kind of how it went. Matt, so I was talking to uh, Filthy Tom Waller, um, and he was telling me that you beat John Jones in high school. I did. I did. Actually, two different occasions. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, John Jones, you know, he, he's grown up a little bit. I've grown up a little bit. I'd still, still like the challenge one day. Right. We'll, we'll see what happens. Right on. No, I, I just thought that was pretty impressive uh, to have on your, uh, you know, on your resume. But, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. How do you think yeah. that would go if that happened now? Uh, you know, uh, he's pretty skilled, but then again, I mean, he hasn't been in the ring in quite a while. I mean, neither right. have I for different reasons. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think it would go okay. You know, somebody would win. There's a 50-50 shot <laughs> there. But right, 50-50. Right, those are the odds I always, like, whenever it goes, what are the chances? I'm like, the chances, all they're always 50-50 as far as I'm concerned. They, Either they're going to happen or yeah. it's not. You're either gonna win or you're gonna lose. Right. <laughs> but John, John seemed like he was a much bigger, seemed much bigger guy than you as far as like being in your weight class. Was he? Oh yeah, he was. He was. I I didn't cut any weight in high school to make 189. I weighed like 175, and then uh, now he, you know, he fights 205. I fought yeah. 170. And now I weigh about 210 wrestling, but I bet he weighs like 230, 240. Sure. You know, yeah, chilling. right. That's what I heard. I heard he's a 240, 250 pound guy. It's like I see. I can't imagine. Not to go off into the weeds here, no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> uh, at the, I was at the Bellator fight. You know, the Tito and uh, Jail Sonnen fight. And um, God, I saw Quentin uh, Jackson. He's got to be. Um, he looks like he's closer to three hundred pounds than than uh, two fifty. Dude, I mean, he's huge. Ramp, Rampage is one of those guys. When I was on The Ultimate Fighter, he was my coach. Yeah. And he was like 250, 260, and he didn't even look that big, but you could tell he was like thick. His ass is put, huge right now, Matt. <laughs> dude, I believe it, dude. He puts on weight really quick, and he's been playing a lot of video games. He's not, put, he's not taking that weight off for this next fight because they're fighting that heavyweight with him and King Mo. But anyways. I digress. Oh, but, oh, shit. Do you still follow a lot of a lot of UFC, Matt? Uh, you know, I I do occasionally follow up. You know, I, I see the I see the sheets. You know, but uh, not like I'm not religiously watching it. You know, right? So you're are you are you pretty much focusing uh, on on the, on the wrestling that's going on around the world? Oh, do you know all the oh, wrestling? Yeah. Do you follow it everywhere? 
Yeah, well, you know, I kind of just follow my own career. I'm, yeah. I'm really busy these days. So, like, this weekend I'm wrestling. Uh, I'll be in California. I'm wrestling PWG. Well, I'll be in Chicago for Saturday. this Saturday. Oh, come on. Are you going to call me when you get here? <laughs> Dude, I will. I will call you I when I get there. I'm wrestling. Uh, me and Jeff Cobb are teaming up with, uh, or me and Jeff Cobb are teaming up. Against, against uh, uh, the unbreakable Cage, Cage and, uh, yeah, you got Michael it. Elgin. You got it. Yeah, Jimbo knows everything that's going on in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good weekend. Friday at AAW in Chicago, Saturday in California, PWG. Sunday, I think, in Illinois, you know, right. like Glory Pro. So it's, it's a good weekend. And how, weekend. So what's your schedule like on, on an average week? Well, the average week, you know, I really don't do anything like Monday through Thursday, you know, Monday through Friday usually. But, like, the weekends I usually wrestle, like, either Friday through Sunday or, you know, Saturday through Monday, whatever the schedule is. But then I teach jiu-jitsu, like, once a week. Oh, you're uh, still doing that? Oh, nice. Oh, what's a podcast? What's a podcast, Matt? I do a Fightful podcast with uh, Sean Ross. Oh! Oh. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of it this morning. Okay, so how often do you do that with him? I do it once a week. I'll actually be doing it tomorrow. Okay, because I got a, I got an email from him. I didn't know that was uh, that he, you were doing that with him. I'm going to have to hit him back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do it. Shane Helms does it. I think Vince Russo does one. And we each do a day of the week. Uh, okay, so it's an everyday thing for that. All right. Nice. Crazy. So, Matt, I'm intrigued by the fact that... Uh, I was going to say not to jump around, but I do anyways. Um, <laughs> I forget it. Uh, I was intrigued by the fact that you taught yourself Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, by looking, by, uh, well, using BJ Penn's book, basically. Yeah, you know, I bought a couple books, uh, BJ Penn's book, Machado's Path to Black Belt, Eddie Bravo's Rubber Guard, and, uh, you know, the Twister. Right. And, uh... I read those, looked up YouTube instructional videos, stuff like that, and uh, I, of course I already had the wrestling right. degree, the state and national championships yeah. and stuff like that. So then when I translated over to jiu-jitsu, you know, I could really just look at the pictures, read the description, sure. and kind of pick it up. And I had a roommate, uh, but his name was Scott Kaplan, and he's actually, he trains at Marcelo Garcia's gym in New York City, and he's about to be a black belt under him. And uh, we would train, and we basically learned jujitsu with each other like that. But I mean, just so just so everyone knows, like for the most part, people just don't learn like that. I mean, I, it's it's a real rare. I okay, you, uh, Boss Rutten, and Evan Tanner are three guys I I can think of that have done that. Well, I think I think we're the three most notable guys that have done it with mixed martial arts. But I think there's a lot of people that have done it with other skills or crafts and, you know, other things like that. I think, you know, professional fighting is just a little harder to do by yourself. You need, like, a couple partners. Sure. So that's, that's – I just can't even imagine it, really. Right? <laughs> what happens when you're in a jiu-jitsu or, like, rolling around doing jiu-jitsu and someone's like, well, how long have you been doing this? And you're like, oh, I just picked up a book. <laughs> well, at, at first people didn't believe me. But then again – because I had the wrestling background, they they're like, oh well, you you're a state and national champion wrestler, so you're able to pick it up quicker because of that, you know. Right. So I think I think they just you know they sum it up with that. Of course, I'm 
very good for the time I've been doing it. But now I've been doing jujitsu for about eight, nine years. So, you yeah. Know. What about? So now it's like now everybody knows I'm good. You know. How about the uh, How about the Muay Thai? The Muay Thai is a good time. Do that all the time. Do that about once a week sparring. You know. Nice. But uh, so when when you start, how how did it go from Matt? How did it go from uh, your high school uh, wrestling and then you know picking up some uh, jujitsu on your own? How did how did you? Was it the, the Ultimate Fighter? Well, was well, that your first? Uh... I started I started picking up jujitsu in like high school and stuff. You know, you're just watching the UFC. You're watching Pride. You're watching all that. And, you know, I, of course, I bought a couple pair of bag gloves, and me and the boys, you know, me and the guys I wrestled with in high school and college, we would scrap it out and right. wrestle and do arm bars and jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. But we didn't, you know, we didn't really know anything, you know. I think that's where it first started. Then after college, I started training, you know, when my coach got fired, I lost my scholarship in college. So then I went, you know, started doing MMA and jiu-jitsu. And I started training with my buddy in upstate New York, and that's when we got the books, and we started right. training like that. And then, you know, then just from there, just uh, I moved back to Pennsylvania with my parents, and I went to a gym called the Rat Pack in Palworth, Pennsylvania, where I actually teach at still. Yeah. And uh, they kind of they saw the talent. They had me start teaching there the second I got there, and. They signed me up for tournaments. I won a bunch of tournaments, and then they signed me up for the Ultimate Fighter. And I tried out, got on, and then had a career. You know, and then sure. Now I'm here. Yeah, but okay. What do you? I, I, want, I want to talk to you about the uh, the cannabis situation because it it seems like they're loosening up on that these days. Yeah, it well, been nice. you know, they should have lo- they yeah. should have loosened up on it. You know, like six years ago, but uh, at least. But you know, it, it is what it is. They're loosening up on it, and I'm glad it's happening. It's about time. But you know, I think a lot of people, not just me, but other athletes and other sports, have lost a lot just because of it. You know, Absolutely. and it does. And it's not a performance enhancing drug. It's not. You know, it's doing. It's that. not a safety issue either. It's it's. To me, it's it's just a it's it's moral policing, uh, yeah. if that's the right way of putting it. But I don't know. I I it just I know that it was in a major. Well, I know cannabis is a major part of your life, um, uh, and I know it's a big reason why you left up uh, UFC. Well, the main reason, but uh, it wouldn't have. I mean, you wouldn't be. I don't think where you are right now if that didn't happen. No, you know I. I look back at it and sometimes like, oh man, I wish that wouldn't have happened. But at the same time, I can honestly look back, even with my situation with the UFC, my situation with Bellator, anything. I can look back and be like, well, I handled it the way I wanted to handle it. I, you know, I walked away, you know, like I I didn't want to fight it. I didn't want to deal with it. You know, I, I stood up for myself and what I believed in and they decided to do what they did. You know what I'm saying? And. I'm glad I, you know, stuck my stuck to my guns, you know, and st- stood strong. Yeah, I am too, man. Uh, a lot of people, they just, uh, they just, and and I don't, and I'm not down at people for for going the other way too. Like they they end up having to play the game. Um, oh yeah, and sometimes I understand you that. have to. Yeah. sometimes you have to. Not yeah, saying man. I won't. 
<laughs> that, hey, you never know, right? But uh, <laughs> you never know. So, hey, can we talk about your uh, your WWE uh, situation, the tryout, and uh, yeah, and all sure. Because I we never really talked about that, Matt. I mean. Not you much. you hooked no. him up with it, right? You guys have never yeah, talked about yeah, it. Yeah, but we never really oh. had a, a you know a discussion on exactly what happened. Well, now yeah, we have to well, listen in. I think you moved to California, and I was super busy. You were super. We're always super busy, right? Okay, so so this is what happened. Got the tryout. Did pretty well. People did were, great. You know, people were, that's from what I heard. Everybody said I did yeah. extremely well. You know, uh, they gave me a background check to fill out. Okay. All that stuff, and uh, they they gave me a yes, you know, at, at the beginning. So I was like, sweet, you know. I kept it to myself, you know. I told like a couple people, like, hey, they said good things. But, right, I kn- I knew know. about it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew, but like, it wasn't a public deal. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like everybody on the inside was like, you know, you did really well. You know, I did as good as I could. Have, I thought. So uh, so everything was going good, and. Uh, but I never heard anything about a physical or anything like that. It just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And then uh, eventually I was like, hey, uh, you know, I was training at Ring of Honor. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I uh, possibly wrestle for Ring of Honor? I won't sign anything because I still want to work with the WWE. But, like, I would like to work on TV or work with higher-level talent. Right. And, you know, get you know get some more exposure, you know, instead of just – wrestling at one gym, you know, because that's, that's right. where I was kind of at the moment. So they suggested that, you know, it was they didn't say I could, but they suggested maybe working with Evolve, and I talked to Gabe, and they got that relationship going, and that was good, and the WWE were still talking. They are like, yeah, do a couple months here, then this, that, or the other thing, and we'll bring you in at this time, whatever. So I was like, cool, and I was still getting emails from Canyon and stuff, so I was like, yeah. And uh, I think it was right before WrestleMania last year, they uh, hit me up probably like a couple months beforehand, and they're like, hey, Matt, uh, sorry it took so long, da-da-da-da, but we're going to take a pass on you. Uh, Oh, really? Oh, yeah, and and they said said, not forever, you know, of course, like maybe down the road. But they're like, but because of your past and this, that, and the other thing, we just don't, you know, we don't want to take a chance. And it's like, all right. Like, I was like, I I completely understand. I, like, knew that going into the whole situation. That was, like, the big red flag with me. So I was like, okay, cool. And at that moment, I was like, awesome. Like, I kind of, like, I felt like there was kind of a weight off me because I felt like I could kind of do whatever I wanted. And I felt like that's when I started, like, break it off into my own on right. the indies and just do my thing because I felt like I had no more restrictions. I could do whatever I wanted. Including smoking a joint again if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, I might have done that, you know, right after that. Got exactly. it, was a, it was a good day. It was a good day. Some people would have been crying. No. But, uh, well, it here, was, it was, can I give you my opinion on that, Matt? Sure. Okay. Um, it's the best thing that could have happened. I, I I'm agree. all for I'm all for um, guys not going directly to uh, the the WWE system. I'm I think it's really important for for um, a wrestler, professional wrestler to go out and make their way on their own and see what they can do on their own. 
And all like to me, all, okay, if you look at it, Matt, all the guys that are doing really well there right now that have come in, they weren't brought in and uh, brought up from you know they, they weren't brought up in the system. They had independent uh, uh, experience coming in, so. Uh, I think they realize that it's really important for that to happen. I think that that's what's going on with you. Uh, I just, I, I, I think so. I think yeah. so too. And I kind of wanted to do it this way personally from the beginning and kind of build that credibility and credentials and you know that street cred that you get from yes. doing all the matches that you do on the Indies, traveling the way you travel, and doing the stuff you do in the rings you do it in. You know, that's right. I think I think. I think it, there's something that comes with that, you know. And then all those fans up also add up into the big stadiums as well. You know, when you travel all around the world to those little shows, you know, you make those connections with people that you can't make when there's 20,000 people there because you just can't connect with 20,000 people. That's right. You can, but you can't, like you can't at an indie show. Like when I wrestle in front of 700 to 1,500 people at an indie show, I can like look people in the eye and be like second row and be like, you motherfucker. It's like, I'm yeah. talking to you, you know? Like, <laughs> why is it only two, you know? Right. And they, they, you know, they come up to me after the show, like, you were looking at me, you know? And it's like, sure. yeah. You know, and, and also, um, you could... If you choose, you could go a, a total different r- route in your career. Like you could never go to WWE if if, if uh, you choose not to and still be a successful professional wrestler. I think, and, and that's the other thing. I didn't know that when I first started wrestling. I figured the only route was you know WWE. But wrestling, as much as I have been, and like right now, wrestling as much as I am regularly all over the world, getting paid really well, doing great. The, I'm. Like, in Europe, like, I'm killing it. Everywhere else, I'm doing extremely well. It's like, it's just, it's been, it's kind of surreal, you know? So, I don't know, but, like, right now, like, I don't, I think the indies are where it's hot, you know? All the indie guys I know that are hot, like, we are busy every weekend, three days a week, sure. working hard and having the times of our life, you know? Yes, and I think just good wrestling is hot right now, period. Whether it's WWE or, you know, the independents. It's all, if it's good right now and, and you present it well, you know, all the, all the, if you have all the ingredients, it'll do well. I, I really like uh, that. I, I agree, and I think right now styles of wrestling are really popular. Like, like me right now, I don't do necessarily like a WWE style. I don't run ropes, really. I don't do any of that. I right. kind of just like fight people. Sure. I just, which is, for me, it's awesome. I'll just hit like a low-level single, pick it up, trip them, and start grounding, pounding, pass guard, gut wrench, gut wrench. Yeah. You know, beat them up in the corner, do my thing. Just, I'd just love, like I would in a real fight. I love Great. the fact that I never see you doing a tackle, drop down, leapfrog, <laughs> hip toss, freaking spot, man. <laughs> No, no, no. Like the last time somebody went to Irish with me, I just walked in the center of the ring and turned around. Oh, I saw you do something like that. It was I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Drew Gulak uh, wanted hi. me to give you a give you a hug through the uh, through the screen. <laughs> I love me some Drew Gulak. Tell him I said hi too. Yeah. Hug well, him back. That's cool. Well, I know you're having lots of fun on the indies, Matt, but just to wrap up on the WWE thing, is them saying that they've passed on you is the the last communication you've had with them? 
Oh no, I've talked to I've talked to Regal since you know, and uh, I've talked to other people that work with the WWE since. And, sure, uh, it's all been positive. It's all oh, been yeah. great, you know. Uh, I think I think at this like you know me and Sean were just saying I think right now what I'm doing is probably better than if I went to the WWE right now, you know. So I think me doing what I'm doing, building steam, building hype. You know, just getting more over and over on the indies. Eventually, when they do bring me in, if they bring me in, it'll be a bigger, better investment. And 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 I was also thinking about this part too, Matt. Is uh, you're being able to cult- cultivate your persona uh, how you want to without anybody, you know, putting their fingers in the pie or you know, or uh, however you just. Tainting the recipe, like every you know how everyone just has to mess with something, even though I, it's I just do. fine. <laughs> I do, especially in wrestling, especially yeah. in wrestling, especially like I feel like there's it's almost hard to do anything right. Everybody's like, oh, you know, oh, you should do it like this. Oh, you should say this instead of that, you yep. know. And what I've noticed, and what I love about Gabe and working with Evolve is. They don't give me a script. They don't give me anything. They're like, just, you know, say whatever you want. You know, you can be saying as long as you want or as short as you want. You know, and everywhere I go, you know, even with CZW, me and Star did a promo for our last match. David Starr, he's excellent. Yes, you know, and I've, you know, I've been doing work like that, and I've noticed the more I'm just myself and I don't try to be anybody but myself and I just react to the situations. Maybe I'm a little angry or maybe I'm a little funny or whatever the situation may be. But like that, that's it. I don't have to be a crazy over the top character. That's just lying through my teeth. I can just be me and people like that way more or they hate it way more. Either Either way, way, as long as they, as long as they feel some, some kind of way about you and not indifferent. That's right. It's interesting that you would take that approach, Matt, because I know you grew up being a wrestling fan in the time when all the personalities were huge and there were these big characters. Is that how you knew that's what you didn't want to do? Well, I I wouldn't say that. I would still say, like, the wrestling I still liked was, you know, like, I liked the Shawn Michaels and the Bret Hart's and, like, you know, the Xbox, the one, two, three kids, even Mm -hmm. though, you know, one, two, three kid, he still wrestled, you know? I liked competitive, like, sport style wrestling where it was you could tell there was a level of athleticism they were working together but it was still hard hitting action you know yeah hey i was watching um it made me think of uh of this i was watching a clip of a uh, match you had with cody rhodes i think it was in uh queens was in yeah queens, that, New York? the house of glory wrestling yeah. yeah and the opening stuff man with the with the mat with the you know the wrestling was mate was excellent it was really tight man it was it was, really that was tight all pro stuff. wrestling. I figured, you know, we do a little pro wrestling. Yeah. I throw my shoot stuff a little later yep. because, you know, we got the, the yin and yang of the spectrums MMA pro wrestling. So I liked your, I liked the chemistry you had with Cody. I, I did too. Somebody the other day said they didn't like the match, and I was like, "How dare you?" I was right. like, "I liked that." Match. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the, 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 you know, the contrast of styles. You sure. know. It's a huge deal for you to be getting matches with guys like Cody Rhodes when you haven't been really at this that long. Do you ever uh, have any naysayers? Does anyone ever show up and say, this guy, you know, this is who I'm wrestling tonight, but he doesn't have enough experience for my taste. Do you ever get that? You know, I haven't yet. You know, most guys usually enjoy working with me because 
my matches are pretty simple. I don't do too many crazy things. I'm not like, hey, you got to be here to catch me here and do this or that. I'm more like, I'll take over, I'll beat you up, and then I'll do this and you can do that, you know? So, like, I feel like I haven't had any complaints and I and I'm Good. pretty I'm pretty nice I'm pretty nice I'm a nice guy. Yeah. You're you're too lovable, huh? Yeah, no nobody's <laughs> ever complained at least to my face. You know, maybe people talk shit behind my back and like, God, I gotta work riddle again. Would they call but you? That, would they call you, you know? an, an ultimate biter chipper or something like that? Because yeah, you always had a smile on your I'm face. Nice, I'm all smiles. <laughs> Even when you're getting hit. <laughs> Even when I'm getting hit and slapped, that's probably like the hardest thing about pro wrestling was, you know, registering a hit, getting hit, you know? And because even when I fought in the UFC, I'd get hit and be like, yeah, come on, like big smile. They're like, you can't do that in pro wrestling. Well, not every time, like maybe at like certain parts. You'd be like, yeah. You um, know, but you know. Matt, um, some of the guys you've, uh, you've worked with on a regular basis, uh, I was talking to Regal, I don't know, it was, about, it was probably a couple months ago, and he said the, the series of matches you'd had with Chris Hero were just tremendous. Yeah, well, Chris Hero's tremendous. You know, that, that guy... It takes two. That, that, huh? It takes two. It, it definitely does take two. We definitely had some good chemistry. The thing with Chris is he's a bully, you know, he wrestles yeah. like a bully. He's a big old bully. Yeah. He pushes you around, elbows you and stuff. So the big thing you got to do is you just got to fight a bully back. And if you can fight and you can push a bully back, you can make a great match with Chris Hero. Yeah. So did it feel like a fight at the time? You know what? I try to make all my matches kind of feel like a fight. I feel like the less we talk about our match and the less we call out there, the the better it goes. You know, it just it looks more natural. We can work with each other. If there, there's never a hesitation because I'm naturally reacting off everything, I, and I, I just feel like it's better. I guess what I, I guess what I how I should have put it was I, I mean how okay how does that uh, how does that work out when uh, as far as like uh, with cooperation in the ring when you get when you get working like that i i think it, i think it works good you know of course when you wrestle more lucha style guys like maybe like a will osprey or ricochet or something like that yeah you gotta remember stuff but i i don't think it really matters i think it makes their job even easier because you're like i'm gonna beat you up and then when i do this you know it's time for your series of moves or when i cut you off again or whatever it is you know so i think it's I think it works really well. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, Riddle, MMA fighter, oh, he can only work like Kyle O'Reilly or, you know, Shibata or those kind of styles. But if you put me against a Ricochet or Osprey, I've had really good matches with those guys. And I've had good matches with, you know, other wrestlers like QT and other just pro wrestlers. You know, QT, Mar- QT Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because you got the you got the mixture of styles, you know, and I think you know, that's one of the best parts of pro wrestling is you can have little guy versus big guy. Same size, same size, same style, same style, different style, you know, whatever style. So it's just, it's, it's a good time. And uh, and which do you, who do you prefer to work with uh, most of, of the different styles? Well, I personally like doing like more of a strong style, sport style. Right. Like, like almost like an MMA fight pro wrestling match. Like those are the most fun for me. 
because like would you come I, like, I like old to, old uwf did you ever watch any of that like the takata and like uh it was like the it was pre um like pre pancrase and when when that stuff was they were still working the fights yeah, I've seen some of that stuff. And like that that's kind of like my style pro wrestling. Like that's what I like to do, but I still like to like occasionally throw like a springboard in there yeah. or like a a grappling sequence. You know, still do all the stuff, you know, but like I still want to throw like I want that to be a majority. Like I like to finish a match by like stomping somebody's head and just cradling them, you know? Like nobody <laughs> expects it, you know, but it's real life. That yeah. happens. Yeah. You would do that to your friends, Matt? Who are, who uh, well, are your friends in, all, in pro wrestling? Who do you all, hang out with? It's all for sport, you know? Like, uh, even in the UFC, I fought my friends and, and beating them up for money, you know? It's just it's just the way it is. And wrestling's no different. <laughs> <laughs> do you go hang out with those guys after the show? Like, who, who are your buddies in the biz? You know, like, at wrestling? Oh, yeah, I hang, out, I hang out with everybody. You know, Jeff Cobb's one of my buddies, like, hanging out with him. Drew Gulak, I hung out with him before, you know, he got signed to the E. Uh, Tracy Williams. Uh, th- th- there's, a, there's, a, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. I, everybody in the wrestling world's pretty nice, you know. Not saying people weren't nice in MMA, but people kind of catch to themselves more, you know, in mixed martial arts. Are there other differences between the two, just in atmosphere or people? Or is there anything that you had that you struggled adjusting to in wrestling as opposed to UFC? Uh, you know, not not really. Wrestling was pretty good. You know, it's like uh, sometimes you got to, you know, you just just be respectful. You know, common sense, respectful, be nice, be courteous. You, sometimes you got to shake everybody's hands. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> do I you still like do that, yeah. people, Matt? That? Do you when you go in, when you come into the the building? Do you go and do the uh, run for mayor thing? Hey, vote for me! But like shake everybody's single person's hand in the. I, you don't, I don't have I don't to do, do that, it man. As quick. I do it nonchalantly. Yeah. Like, I will get to every hand eventually throughout the day, but I don't rush to every hand. You know, yeah. like I'll, you know, like I'll, I'll do the main handshakes I need to get in, <laughs> and then like you know I'll catch the rest. Right. And, you know, no disrespect to anybody. Well, if you have like if you have this, you know, the wolf pack sign, or or the Freebirds used to just do this. And then you can do that from across the room and not have to go and uh, shake hands with somebody. I'd like to explain that for our audio listeners, but I'm not quite sure this, how to... Yeah, this, they call it Nabes. Yeah, this thing. The, Michael Hayes it's, it's, called this Nabes. I like that. I'll use that next time. That, that was what he did to Bradshaw uh, when Bradshaw knocked him out on the plane before I cut off his ponytail. Oh, hey. Yeah. I saw Michael Hayes. Uh, anyway, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll, get, you, we'll, we'll get back to that. So, Matt, um, tell me about your future with uh, and what's going on with Evolve right now. Uh, right now, uh, yeah, Evolve, it's good. You know, I, I work for Evolve, but like I, I work everywhere else. I think that's the luxury of working the indies. I can work all over the place. You're, like, you're a true professional wrestler. True free yeah, agent I, professional I, wrestler. I am I'm truly enjoying myself. That's what I can truly say. But like like this weekend, I'm I'm in like the Midwest in California. The following weekend, I'm in New York City, Baltimore, Boston, and then the following weekend after that, I'm in Germany and London and 
all that. And I'm in Europe till the 12th. Then I'm in China for some MMA fights I put together oh. for the Wu Chi Tao. Is that, something, is that something to do with the, with WWN, though? Yeah, WWNMMA. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Help, helped put that relationship together. Uh-huh. We, uh, we actually went over to China, talked to the government over there, talked to some government officials, talked to, like, the, like, the athletic board, I would say, you know, and uh, got some fights lined up. We're going to be on national television in China, uh-huh. first time ever. Wow, and, that's uh, huge. Pretty pretty big deal, pretty big deal. And uh, we're probably going to start doing some pro wrestling shows there that are going to be on national television as well. And, you gotta cultivate some. Yeah. Uh, you gotta cultivate some Chinese homegrown Chinese talent, though. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. Well, we can definitely do that. We can definitely do that. We're, well, when we go over, there's the Chinese, or we have Chinese fighters fighting for this MMA card. Yeah. And we already talked to a couple of Chinese pro wrestlers. So. Are you? We're, we're, they we're, exist? Definitely, we're definitely on it. Real they, Chinese they, pro wrestlers. You know, like, trust me, Beijing's a pretty big city. I know, I've been there. It's humongous. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Are so, you fighting uh, so, in those shows, yeah. or did you just help facilitate that? Or are you going to have a fight? I'm not fighting. I'm just facilitating. But I guess if somebody were to get injured, I could possibly squeeze oh. in, you know, like, if I, if I fit the weight class. Making yourself like an alternate. Yeah, I you know, see. I feel like that's like one of the advantages of having me as like a matchmaker. Yeah, I could possibly hop in. You stay in that kind of shape all the time, Matt. I I do. You know, yeah. I you know I just got back from the gym. I you know I spar once a week. I do jujitsu at least once or twice a week. I wrestle three times a weekend. How far, know, How so. long would it take you to get in fight shape? Uh, like if I was like gonna go for like a title fight, I'd say like give me like three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else think he was gonna say months there? Yeah. <laughs> I ha- I haven't really been out of fight shape since like 2012. And what we- I just how much did you weigh then? Uh, I, well, I would like when I was fighting like 170, I'd stay around 185. So I'd always stay in like fight shape, like running like that. Now I'm like naturally bigger because I've been eating a lot more. Sure. So like I'm 210, but like my cardio's up there. I'd probably like fight at 185, you know. Yeah, but your work, but your wrestling weight is is 210. Oh, 210, 215. Yeah, yeah depending on what I, you know, what I'm eating that day for sure. Well, we've talked a lot about how you've got all these shows and you really are a successful free agent at this point. I know you have a family at home, uh, three kids. How do you balance kind of the uncertainty of these lives that you lead with UFC and now pro wrestling? How do you balance that with being a father and having those responsibilities? Well, to be honest, with the pro wrestling, it's way easier because... Well, I guess with fighting, I had more time, but the paychecks were more inconsistent. Mm-hmm. While with pro wrestling, I work every weekend, I get paid every weekend, so that helps out when you're taking care of, you know, three kids, a wife, and, you know, pay for a house and everything else. But uh, I I only work weekends, so I teach like jujitsu one hour a week, and I like uh, train a couple times, and I uh, do a podcast for an hour a week, so. Other than that, like during the week, Monday through Friday, I'm usually free all day and I hang out with the kids. I take care of stuff. Yeah. I clean. I do whatever, you know. It's just, you know, like Friday night through 
Monday morning, I'm usually busy wrestling. That's really cool that you get to do that. Nah. It's a it's a really a perfect schedule. Like when I was talking to Regal last time, is he mentioned you know like possibly like uh, them signing me, and I was like, you know, like that sounds fantastic. But like right now, I'm making really good money, and I only work three days a week, only weekends. I get to hang out with my family all week, and I, you know I teach jujitsu and do a podcast. Like and I sell all my own merch and make all my own money. Like, is there any way like like you could come close to this? And there's like no way anybody could come close to the deal I got right now because I, I'm, I'm my own boss. You know, you can't beat that. No, you can't. No, you can't at all. Especially when business is good, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you know, business, business is good right now. Things yeah. are good. That, go ahead, Jimbo. Was it hard for you going from UFC and cashing checks that were like what normal people make in a year to working on the indies? And like, yeah, you might get paid three times a weekend, but how is that pay compared to what one marquee fight in UFC well, you know, the thing with that is I didn't go right from UFC paychecks straight to indies three times a weekend. There was this period of time where I literally paid to wrestle, you know, paid you know, paid to train, you know, and then, you know, had to pay for gas, pay for tolls. It wasn't getting paid to wrestle at all, you know, until I was good enough to wrestle, you know, in front of a crowd, you know, instead of just practice matches and stuff like that. And then once I got to that part, then, you know, I was getting paid, you know, minuscule amounts of money. Right. And, and that was bad, but it was a lot better than landscaping, you know, which I did. And I'd rather, <laughs> you know, get suplexed. And for some reason, I bet Sean can agree with this. Like, wrestling is work, but, like, to us, it's not, like, real it's work. It's not work. It's, like, fun. Yeah. No, it's fun. Like, I get suplex and suplex people and fight and wrestle and sell and scream. And I can do that for hours and have a blast. Well, like, me standing at a desk or me weed whacking all day or me doing that, it's like, it breaks my soul. Yeah. It well, hurts I, me. I, go, I, can't, I can't do a real job. Exactly. It'll kill me. That's the thing. I, 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 I say that what, what we do is really, really hard work. I just, like, I don't consider it a job. Like... Like I, I, to me, I've never had a job. Uh, no, it's no. so much fun. I've worked my ass off my entire life, but I've never had a job. <laughs> Not a real one. Yes. But, nice, yeah. man. Hey, but what about, um, what about doing another fight here in the states? Have you thought about doing anything with Bellator? Uh, well, I had a, I had a deal with Bellator, but then uh, I, I can't actually talk about what happened. But they released right. me from my contract. But uh, it was back before, uh, who's the new matchmaker now? Rich Chow. Okay, so it was before yeah. when they had, like, Sam, Sam Kaplan was the matchmaker okay. or the booker or somebody at the time, and Bajon Rebney, and there was some, uh, in the contract. Oh, okay. And uh, we had a disagreement, and they released me. So okay. I haven't talked to Bellator since. Huh. I was talking so, with I was actually talking with Rich and brought your name up. Uh, we were talking about he was throwing uh, potential fights down the road. Uh, I believe it. I was actually supposed to do a grappling match for Submission Underground, where I was told at one point 
He's going to do a grappling match for submission underground against Jeff Cobb. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would have been sweet. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would have brought a lot of pro wrestling fans over to the submission underground, which they could probably use, you know. But uh, Chael Sonnen said no. Huh. Oh, interesting. Why, why do you think that is? Do you guys do oh, no, I, I think the guy that put it together and, like, told me and Jeff didn't get the okay. Uh, and then we were like, yeah, and it just never happened. And Chael was like, no, we don't have room for you. Huh. Okay. I think that's what happened. I should probably hit up Chael. Yeah. Yeah. I'll email. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be, you can come back on and we'll ask you more nosy questions and you can give us the whole, uh, the whole report. Yeah. Well, speaking of you and Jeff, I know at PWG they the last show they really paced it out because they didn't know who was wrestling who, so they hit your music and then Jeff's music, and they thought you guys were about to fight each other. But then they hit the Bucks music, and we realized you guys were going to tag. And then you defeated yes. the tag team champions, the Young Bucks. How did that feel for you? And what was that experience like at Reseda uh, being in a tag team with another accomplished wrestler? You know, it was good. You know, me and Jeff always get squared up against each other because of our pedigrees and our background and how we our chemistry is. But I always thought we'd make, like, a great tag team because he's an Olympic wrestler. I'm a former UFC fighter. It's To me, it's a no-brainer. Like, those two guys are the most badass guys there. You know, they're going to win. And uh, when they suggested that idea actually that morning, they were like, hey, we're going to have you and Jeff wrestle each other. But I think it'd be better if, you know, you and Jeff tagged and we made it look like you were going to wrestle each other. And I was like, definitely, you know. And uh, so we did. And it went, it went again. It's always good wrestling some team like, you know, the box. And uh, the best part about uh, wrestling the Young Bucks, too, is you can remember every spot in the match just by, like, counting the number of super kicks. <laughs> so, like, so you literally are just like, okay, first super kick, duck. Second right. super kick, catch. Third super kick, eat. Fourth super kick, eat, no sell. Get super kicked again. You know, like, you can just count. You can just... You know, you, there's some running in between, some suplexes, some, you know, whatever sure. in between. But, but you can you can literally, like, piece. That's how I remembered our match, just super kicks. I didn't see, I didn't see the, the match you're talking about, but how did, did, you, did you enjoy working with those guys? I mean, what, how yeah. was the style, oh, yeah. style mesh well? Yeah, those, those guys, you know, they, they have it. You know, they, they, yeah. they can work, they can do every move, they're charismatic, they're fun. People you know, love they, them, man. They, they, when you're working with somebody that the people love, uh, God, I mean, it just makes it so much easier, Matt. Oh. I've been getting lucky. I've been getting lucky. You know, I get good matchups. You know, like I, I'm excited. Like this weekend, I got the the unbreakable machines or the effing machines or whatever they call them. You know, those guys are stallions. Who's that? Uh, Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. Oh, oh yeah, I know both of them. Yeah, I've worked with Michael Elgin. He's Man, that guy's strong. Holy yeah. shit, Matt. And then, yeah, he's they're they're going to try to break the ring with my back. So. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Oh, well, at least they prepared you for it. <laughs> well, I, I'm all, like, you got to realize, when you give it up that much size, you have to realize you're probably going to. And, like, and Jeff's bigger than me, so. Right. Who's going to get thrown around in that ring. match? I'm, I'm going to take the heat. Yeah, I already are. know. I'm going to be the victim trying to get that hot tag. A lot of meat's going to hit the mat that night. <laughs> that's, that's it. Hopefully we don't break the ring. 
Well, we'll definitely be watching to see if you do. Before we let you go, I know you've mentioned some dates and upcoming things you've got going on. Let everyone know where to follow you and where to check out your upcoming shows. Yeah, you know, you can follow me at RiddleTuff7 on Twitter. You know, you can follow me on Instagram, RiddleBro. And, uh, if you you know, also you can look at my dates and everything else on KingOfBros.com. To get all your bro needs met. <laughs> Man. I love oh, it. We, well, just, we, we need, we need those shirts, so. <laughs> we need them. Thank you so much, Matt, for taking the time yeah, to man. chat with us. This was so much fun. We'll, yeah. we'll let you get back to the kids. Hey, man, I, <laughs> I appreciate it. I just, you know, I locked myself in here. Hopefully they're not running <laughs> the house. They're banging on the door. Lisa's you know, banging they, on they the door. They didn't do that this time. Usually they walk in and make a cameo at this point. But uh, they, they were very well behaved, I hope. Matt, man, I am so grateful uh, you were able to come on, man. And uh, please, please, let's let's get together when you come to town this I'll weekend. I'll be there. I'll be there Saturday. I wrestle Friday. I fly in Saturday morning. I'm gonna be leaving Sunday morning, but nice. I live right I'll down be, the I'll road be from there, man. Saturday night. Yeah, I'm in just that... show up to PWG. I will. I'm not afraid. I've done it before. <laughs> I'll One get you time. in. If anybody really? gets you shit, yeah. I'll get you in. If nice. anybody gets you shit at PWG, <laughs> which I could not see in a billion years, I'll get you in. Right on, man. Uh, thank you, thank you, Matt. It was it was really cool catching up with you, man. And uh, I'll Bro, see you. I'll see you this weekend. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, we'll Matt. see you this weekend. <laughs> Take care. See you this weekend. Bye. Oh, wow. That was yeah. fun. That was fun. And stick around. There's more X-Pac 12360 coming your way. Hey, guys. Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. We're back with you on X-Pac 12360. Just had a chat with Matt Riddle. I can certainly see why he's the kind of guy you'd want to go to bat for. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Come on, you can just tell, right? Yeah. I just love his attitude. I do. Maybe some people don't. I do. I don't know I just, how you could. It's so carefree. He's just, and I mean, he's always in a good mood. And I mean, I, the people that don't like him are just people that are just miserable, I think, like, they don't want to see anyone else happy. <laughs> what are you so happy for? Cheer what, down. What was it that you saw in him at the Monster Factory that made you kind of take notice in I the just, first place? I just, just I have it. this that thing. It factor? Yeah, I just have this thing where I can just spot it. You know, I, no, really. Uh, working out with him. Yeah. Yeah, I just been talking to him and just the, the, the energy that he, that he gives off. And and you know every, what he projects, it mm-hmm. just is has star written all over it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. He seems very humble too for such a badass. He's like, humble. He can He's just wreck shop on anyone. A good and, balance of yeah. a good balance of uh, of humility and cockiness. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Well, I really enjoyed chatting with him today. Yeah, yeah can't yeah. wait to see him on Saturday. Yes. PWG. Well, let's move on and talk about next week. Uh, need I remind you all that we are having a big old WSX 10-year anniversary special episode right here on X-Pac 12360. Creator Kevin Kleinrock will be joining us via Skype. And in studio will be Scorpio Sky, Chris Kloss, and Joey Ryan, Matt Rid- or, uh, Matt, Ryan- Matt Seidel. <laughs> Too many Matts. <laughs> Too many Matts. We almost went to Greece there at Rydell High. Uh, he, will be, <laughs> he will be calling in as well at some point. So I cannot wait to hear from those guys. Like you said, all these behind-the-scenes stories. Yes. Oh, New Jack would be great to talk to oh, oh my man. god yeah but one, <laughs> well, one of the best stories is about new jack so yeah <laughs> oh you gotta tell it oh neil here next week yes oh, man, so do not forget to stay tuned in for that and please for all of your xpoc 12360 needs give us a thumbs up like us on facebook at facebook.com slash xpoc 12360 show and follow us on instagram at xpoc 12360 we're gonna have some fun bonus material there some photos and stuff to get you amped up for the wsx episode so please check those out and our tees are at pro wrestling tees go to sean waltman's store and get your very own xpoc Pac 12360 shirt. Be a part of the crew. We want you to. And then send us your pictures so we can show them on the show. You guys can always hit me up at Christy Reports. I love to hear from you. Jimbo? Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. Buy my documentary, The Young Bucks Two Sweet Journey, at highspots.com. Definitely get your tickets for the Click Reunion meet and greet at WrestleCon for sure. Tier one if you could afford it. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Don't pass it up. And I want to shout out Lapel Yeah for giving us these awesome lapel pins. Uh, follow them on yes. Facebook and Instagram at Lapel Yeah and on Twitter at Lapel Yeah Pins. Awesome. We'll check right. it out. And I guess you can follow me at The Real Xbox on Twitter. <laughs> you can and you should. Uh, I, I, thanks again, Matt Riddle. Uh, I, Dan, it's so cool. It was really nice to talk to him. I Like I was saying, and I say this a lot, I forget I say it sometimes. Uh, I need to get my friends on the show just so I can catch up with them. And I literally haven't talked to Matt in probably almost two years. Wow. Yeah, since almost the beginning of his career. Certainly didn't seem so, that way. Yeah. <laughs> he was well, so we excited to do the show. appreciate being able to hear those conversations. When I saw him at PWG and I asked for his nice. number if he'd be willing to do it, he's like, oh, absolutely. I love Sean. <laughs> so it was great to have him on. Perfect. Right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Sean, take us out. All right. We'll see you all next week right here on X-Pac 12360. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Christy Olson, and managing producer of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Bidonica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at the Real Xbox and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the Afterbuzz TV Network. Buzz you later.